In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The CIA secretly funded the medical experiments through a front in New York City called, of all things, the Society for the Protection of Human Ecology. There's a lot of misinformation, disinformation, and outright lies. We have some problems over here right now. We might have a hijack over here, too. This is a conspiracy indoctrination program. Co-Induct-Pro. In this broadcast, we will be examining the strange, deranged, unexplained, and unsolved. Some topics will be rooted in conspiracy, others shrouded in mystery. Connections will be made and agendas exposed. So prepare your mind, because the indoctrination begins now. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the Conspiracy Indoctrination Program, Co-Indoc Pro. We are your hosts. I'm Jake. Luke. And the other Jake. What is up, everyone? We're back this week with episode 16. We are almost viral and famous. Viral in a good way. I was going to say, yeah. Well. Can't say that word anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> People get freaked out because mm-hmm. apparently... Uh, throw masks back on. And- well, yeah, and apparently there's some crazy uh, intestinal virus now going on in uh, Korea, North Korea? North Korea, yeah. <laughs> Unidentified. Good. Yeah. Yeah, we just they- saw it today. Probably just got Taco Bell over there. And- <laughs> yeah. The first Taco Bell open. Here we go. Everybody has the shits. <laughs> Big surprise. Yeah. Big surprise. I will say that Taco Bell is a better bet than Los Betos around here. Los Betos is a guaranteed bubble gut. <laughs> Pretty much all scenario for me. They do have really good <clears throat> breakfast burritos, though. L- LB's? Yeah, they do. But did you hear the story about the, the, uh, like, something they got, somebody ate one, it got in their gums or some shit, and it was like. Wait, what? I don't know, Gus was talking about it. Around here? Ago. Yeah. Uh, mm. at, at LB's, somebody yeah. had a bad burrito. Some burrito, and like, I don't know if there was something that hatched in their gums or some shit. <laughs> I can't remember. This is years ago. But like some parasites growing some kind in their of mouth? shit like that, yeah. Hmm. Huh. So, uh, so every glowing endorsement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, all you LB eaters out there, be careful. This episode is not brought to you by those. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the breakfast burritos were pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think that that Caffeina Coffee Shop, they have the best breakfast burritos. Over at your house, never by the Yellow Bridge. I've never been there. Yeah, you ought to just swing in there and get one of the bacon breakfast burritos. They're like nine bucks, though. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's like five bucks for one of the Los Betos, and they're like, yeah. Fucking two pound burrito. It's like breakfast, a dollar yeah. if you make your own. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we do. We're all going to have to be careful about our food. Um, 
some weird things going on. Did you guys hear about the cattle that all died? I think I told you guys. Mm-hmm. There was like 10,000 head of cattle that just up and died in the last couple of days in Kansas in the heat. It's like, I think hmm. I read the comments of, of a, it was a telegram thing and they were talking about telegram. The, yeah. They were talking about the situation and somebody that's from that area put in the comments that it was 94 degrees the day that they found the cattle dead. Mm-hmm. And then it was 104 heat index, which I'm not totally sure what the heat 104 degree heat index means, but I think it has to do with like humidity. Okay. Kind of like, like the wind chill. Wind chill. Yeah. 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 I think. But he, there was other people that brought up similar things that I was thinking like, those cows are pretty i mean cattle are pretty robust i mean mm-hmm. they're out in the elements all day mm-hmm. every day yep excuse me mm. heard that yeah. <laughs> that was luke <laughs> <laughs> so i mean there's been so many crazy weird attacks on all these food distribution places and all the avionic or avion flu with the i was talking to the chicks at the pet store was getting my dog food and they were saying that turkey duck anything Mm -hmm. that's you know you know like fowl or bird is like almost zero can you can't get any yep because Mm -hmm. it's wiping everything out hear that at my work too yeah insane dude Mm -hmm. i I don't know what's going to happen but i don't i can't imagine it's going to be good you got rising food costs and then you got rising you know Fuel costs. Fuel costs, and then that's going to cost. I mean, think about they were saying it's like almost $7 a gallon in some places for diesel. Mm-hmm. Well, all of these tractors and shit that harvest the fields and plow the fields are all. And all the. And all the transport. Yeah. It's all. It all relies on diesel. But hey, jet fuel's not that bad. Mm hmm. We can keep flying these assholes like <laughs> Greta Thunberg, Thunberg, and we can continue flying Al Gore all over the planet. They're saving about, They yeah, are saving They're it, dude. saving Okay. Oh. Come on. Yeah. Is she even a thing anymore? I don't know. She's the ugliest person. <laughs> <laughs> it's her personality, I guess, that makes her. That and her looks. But <laughs> I'm... <laughs> We can say that because we are ugly people. Okay. Yeah. And we live in America. First of all. <laughs> <laughs> so take that, Greta, wherever you're at. Uh, Denmark you. or whatever socialist country you live in. We ain't there yet. Keep crying. Cry some more, would you? Yeah. Yeah. What was that thing that she was famous for, for saying? She was famous for saying something. Was it like... <laughs> no. And tears how are flowing. How dare you? That's oh, what yeah. it was. Yep. How dare you? Bitch, how dare you? <laughs> Enjoy that fucking private jet. Yeah. Right? I've never flown on a private jet. And I'm like twice your age. <laughs> you and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Fuck you. The only private jet I'll get to fly on is the one to Gitmo. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, they're here. <laughs> Later. <laughs> uh, anyway, things are getting crazy, man. <clears throat> Biden pledged a billion dollars to Ukraine aid. I'm like, good move, dude. Good move. 
why don't you uh, give them all the money that you know your own citizens need? And saying that yeah. he's, he's done all he can for the gas prices. Yeah. Mm, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, we can give a billion dollars, you know, to another country for war efforts while at home everybody's, like, priced out of houses here. They're, you know, rising costs of everything and you can't turn and around. Deal and, with it. Is yeah, what you get. yeah, you can't deal turn around it. and give some of that tax money back to the people. Instead, we're going to give a billion dollars. A billion. It's to cover his tracks. A country that he had business ties with. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like the whole thing's just a big money laundering scheme, but what do I know? I think the best news of the week, though, was that Fauci got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That Take was that, awesome. <laughs> Fauci. Take that. Yeah. But you know what? Somebody get that guy on a ventilator quick. Yes. Yeah. As soon as possible. And he pump him it. with Rendizivir. That is the only way that to, serve, to save him. That is the only way to save him. You know, his vaccines worked out for him, you know. Mm-hmm. Shit is nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Nuclear. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's nuclear. Guys, okay, I apologize to Luke's coworker for my pronunciation of nuclear. But I think that she needs to go back and listen to episode one and remember that I was in math in the workplace and that I barely passed that. So imagine what my English grade was. English major. <laughs> Daddy did in college. Yep. Yep, I got a master's in English, right, people? <laughs> That's why I pronounce nuclear. This motherfucker can't speak English. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. I felt like a big idiot. But I just get going, man. It's like this thing with Fauci. It just makes me so happy inside. I don't want to talk about it. And so I can't pronunciate it. <laughs> nuclear! <laughs> nuclear! These, these, these tards were sitting here making fun of the way that I hold my pen... Because I hold it with my middle finger and my index finger resting on my ring it's finger. Weird. It looks yeah. weird. And it I'm like, lives. okay, guys, you know what? How many times did you go to the second grade? <laughs> okay, I went twice. He's so smart. I, I learned way more about penmanship than you guys did. We are way behind. Yeah, big time. We're still Neanderthal. Uh, Luke holds is like a crayon. <laughs> All right, <good>. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you show me how you hold it. And he's like, (laughs) magic marker. (laughs) And then he started sniffing it. Yeah, and then he ate it. Uh, I had one correction from last week other than the fact that I said nuclear. Um, Was that right? No, I said it wrong. But right now, did you just say it right? I said it wrong. Oh. Nuclear. Nuclear? Nuclear. 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 So, so no, gonna... air at the end. Air. Nuclear. Right? I don't know. <laughs> Shit, dude, can, can you call her? <laughs> Nuclear. Yes, whatever he said. Anyway, the one thing that I needed to make sure that I corrected before anybody lost their minds out there. Shit. 
I found the old band footage from our first show, and the opening act was Temptation of St. Anthony. <laughs> yes. The air has been cleared. <laughs> and then we headlined. <laughs> That's right. We did headline. Which is weird. It's like we're not even our show. Yeah. Yeah. Why are we What's headlining, too? First show. Yeah. Headline at somebody else's house. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah, it's like, Octave, why didn't you guys headline? Well, they probably planned that, well, the snow's going to be melted enough. They're probably, probably all electrocute and die, yeah. so let's It was let's probably a conspiracy it. to get us killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get because us out they of the knew scene. that this was coming. No, they wanted to get us out of the scene Yeah, early, you know, so that Andy A's band could slide <laughs> in there. <laughs> anyway. I'm in. <clears throat> all right. So that's all I had. I think that's all I had. Other than um, last week when we were talking about kind of when I mentioned uh, Gacy and his 33 murders, <clears throat> listening back, I didn't even hear you say something about military stuff. And uh, so I just wanted to touch on that real quick, that he did do time in a uh, reformatory. Yeah. While, like, I think it was like towards the end of MK Ultra going on. But yeah. And it was in like Iowa or something, right? For sodomy, so. dude. Can you yeah. imagine going to prison for that? Yeah. <laughs> that was it. And I will, I will apologize for me being an idiot. What? Singing over the end of the oh, thing. I thought yeah. the mics were off. But <laughs> so, they were hot. Yeah. Mics I, were hot. I fat fingered. On hot mic. <laughs> yeah. I fat fingered the uh, mute button at the very end. I missed it. <laughs> Jake started doing the old uh, Misfits. Hollywood, Babylon. My bad, folks. On the way out. Sorry. Sounded good, though. Sounded good. Yep. So this week, um, oh, by the way, I was talking to uh, one of our listeners today, uh, one of my buddies at work, and he was saying that he was enjoying the uh, MK Ultra series. And he said, dude, you know what I've learned out of this whole thing is that um, scientists are evil pieces of shit. <laughs> It's like, hey, you're learning something. That's cool. Glad we could help out. Yeah, Nefarious bastards. (laughs) Anyway, so we're going to finish, uh, not finish, we're going to continue talking about uh, MK Ultra today. We're going to talk about MK, uh, the sub-program MK Often, which kind of blends over into MK Chickwit. Mm-hmm. And then it also was a blend over to MK um, Program. Is that what they changed the name of M or MK Search? Yeah, Search. Search because so something to kind of think about and keep in mind during this whole MK Ultra slash program, whatever they're running for the you know, 52 or, you know, 52 to 75 or whatever it was, they changed the name of the program multiple times midstream, probably to make sure that, you know, things weren't getting outed and, you know, for OPSEC or whatever. So you have to change it often. <laughs> oh, but I'm so long. <laughs> I forgot that Thank I had you. this one program. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes. 
oh, I forgot that this thing comes with these pre-programmed little things, and fuck yeah, I forgot that that was on C, so we're gonna use that more often. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, today we're gonna talk about MK often, and then uh, the Edgewood Arsenal ex- uh, experiments, which will kind of lead us into. I think if we have time, maybe next week, maybe talk about Midnight Climax a little bit because I did a little bit more research on Midnight Climax and. There's definitely some cool stuff that was in there that I think kind of leads into the Hollywood scene a little bit better and leads into chaos. What is that? Midnight Climax. Oh, dude. yeah. Yeah. Bunch of scientists baiting. Go away. Bait. So, yeah. Talking about it. MK often today. So, Luke knows quite a bit about this there's no um, a lot of research i wouldn't say know a lot about it he knows a little bit <clears throat> less than i do <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh mk often this this one was another it was a sub project um, of mk ultra that was another joint one with uh, the dod and cia um the director uh, Helms, he claimed that often was an AKA for Chickwit in um, his congressional testimony. So who knows if that's really the case or not, or if he's just trying to lump it all into one one thing for. I I think that that makes sense though because you probably caught it in Doctor Delirium when he talked about. Uh, when they were interviewing the main scientist, uh, James Ketchum, mm-hmm. and they were asking him about the program. He's like, well, I don't like everyone. And then they said, often, MK often. He's like, oh, yeah, well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then there was reports that this program was started in 1968 under uh, Dr. Stephen Aldrich of the Artichoke uh, program. There was a couple of different conflicting times for when that uh, this project actually started, but the purpose of it was to test <clears throat> behavioral and toxicological effects of drugs on animals and humans. According to testimony, the experiments um, tried to disturb a person's psyche, create violent, uh, irrational, or irresponsible behavior, or temporary psychotic states in subjects. Uh, these were performed on prisoners at Holmesburg Prison in Philadelphia and military personnel at Edgewood Arsenal. And um, Dr. Delirium, uh, Jake told us about this on, it's a short um, kind of documentary series on um, Discovery Plus. And what's what's the full name of it? Doctor Delirium. Doctor Delirium and the Edgewood Experiments. Yep, and that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, a lot of the videos that we talked about in the last episode with uh, the LSD experiments. There's a bunch of those videos yeah. on there, and they talk to the dudes. Yep, and they go pretty deep into it. It's pretty pretty crazy. If you want to talk the about other Jeffrey Lebowski's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> The millionaire. <laughs> the millionaire. Um, if you want to talk about that, like those experiment things 
I'll yeah. go into the other stuff. Okay. Um, so I, I was doing research on MK often just, and, and just MK ultra just to begin with. And for some just random reason, I just happened to come across this documentary on discovery plus and it's called, like I said, uh, Dr. Delirium in the Edgewood experiments. And I think the reason why this one jumped out to me so much was that going when we get into the Hollywood scene, Frank Zappa's dad worked at Edgewood Arsenal and was a chemist there. And so Zappa talks about it. I read an interview with some rock magazine. He ended up dying really young, 51. I think he was 51. He ended up dying really early of uh, like a very aggressive prostate cancer. And... He was talking about being exposed as a kid to a bunch of crazy like mustard gas and his dad was a scientist and would let him play with like his only toy was mercury. He just dad would bring home like mercury, spill it on the floor for him and he'd just play with it. Badass. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Terminator too, bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so that's what kind of caught my my eye on the um, Edgewood Arsenal portion of it. I was like, oh, that's where that's where Zappa's dad worked. So I should probably watch this documentary. And then it was just literally the whole documentary just dovetails everything from MK Ultra and what we were talking about, Bluebird and Artichoke, where it seems like uh, MK often is almost like the CIA's version of mm-hmm. of. Ed, the Edgewood experiments and the Edgewood Arsenal experiments was the DOD side of it. Yeah. But they were, they asked for 7,000, they asked for volunteers, which, yeah, got to give it to them. At least they asked for volunteers. <laughs> Ask. Yeah. Yeah. So they do like what you would do on any army base or whatever. They recruit, you know, like whatever unit comes around and they, they try to recruit people into their programs and, um, they went to a certain couple bases and were playing this video and saying, hey, we want people that want to try out new equipment and, you know, you'll test out gas masks and boots and, you know, new gear and things like that. And then uh, for this, you know, potential of chemical, you know, type of warfare. So they line up like 7,000 dudes and then they give them orders, bring them in and they just start from day one, just fucking these dudes up, um, giving them like unknown quantities of aerosolized LSD, um, giving them like cocaine, marijuana. Um, the very first uh, stuff for PCP. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're trying out like all that, the um, benzo. What was the BZ benzo? Was it diazepam or yeah, something like that? They called it BZ, but BZ is essentially like like LSD, but much more intense. Like days of trip versus like eight hours, ten hours, twelve hours. You know, maybe up to a day with LSD. Whereas BZ was like three days a week, three weeks of like mm-hmm. psychosis. You know, inducing yeah. insanity. Um, where they, the doctors in the documentary they talk about. Uh, LSD would produce hallucinations that were in the mind, but then BZ would produce hallucinations that the person actually thought were real, where they'd like be really trying to like, 
you know, react to these hallucinations. And it was just a pure psychosis. And they show all these videos of these guys, same thing where they get them all doped up, get them all drugged up. And then they have them read maps and then ask them to count backwards from like 95 or a hundred. And these guys can't do it. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, they did. Were you going to say something? No, no. It's just crazy shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. And like feel the first, bad. yeah, the first day they bring everybody into like the classroom and they're like, well, things have changed. We're not going to be testing this. Oh, equipment. that's right. Yeah. We're going to be testing these chemicals. Yeah. <laughs> huh, cool. Yeah. And then they just, just loaded these guys up. Um, they talk in the, in the documentary, they talked to a couple of the survivors of the, of the program. And these guys are obviously older now because this, the, I was trying to get time frame wise, and that's one thing that the documentary I didn't feel like did a real great job mm-hmm. where it wasn't like solid with the times because when you're going through MK, you're trying to figure out time frames for because everything leads to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And it was really difficult because MK often took place in the late 50s and 60s, and then the Edgewood was taking place from 48 to 75. So it was just kind of like, okay, what's the timeline here? But these dudes were talking about how they were at Edgewood in 1964, 1965 range right around there. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of unfortunate to watch and see the real videos of these guys just getting, getting dicked with one of the guys in particular, um, right after he left the experiment, ended up killing his girlfriend and then killing himself. And ironically, that same dude, he's on the, when you go to pull this up, his face is on the episode cover. He's got glasses and he's clean shaven. He's got dark brown hair. Look at his face and then look at the drawing of the Zodiac Killer. Interesting. Yeah. And that's why, you know, talking about the psychosis and and inducing like this crazy, you know, like violent stuff that they were trying to, mm-hmm. you know, get out of people. Yeah. It makes perfect sense to me that the serial killer programs came from mm-hmm. from this. And that guy he probably was just a successful test subject, you know. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yep, send them out, do their thing and then they kill themselves or we go kill them or something. I don't know what they, mm-hmm. you know, it's just send them to prison. Yeah. Yeah, it's just unbelievable but yeah. originally the the idea behind and maybe i could see the benevolent portion of this but the original idea behind the edgewood experiments was they were trying to find um a non-lethal version non-lethal way to incapacitate soldiers so like mm-hmm. a, another army soldiers so they were trying to figure out you know through talks tox gas and all that stuff you know how mm-hmm. we'd be able to incapacitate people and some good things came out of it, like cs and cn gas but there was also some pretty gnarly stuff too yeah so um <clears throat> well the uh next thing that i kind of came across in a couple of places was that uh <clears throat> kind of like the hidden um focus of this project was um on black magic uh there's a book by gordon thomas called secrets and lies i haven't read it yet but uh 
He says that um, often was initiated by Sidney Gottlieb to explore the world of black magic, harness the forces of darkness, and challenge the concept that the inner reaches of the mind are beyond reach. Um, and then supposedly they had agents that recruited fortune tellers, palm readers, clairvoyants, astrologers, mediums, psychics, <clears throat> demonologists, witches, wizards, yeah. Satanists, and other wizards. Occultists. Yeah. So warlocks. Yeah. That's where D and D came from. <laughs> yeah. So, um, seeing that, like my mind always kind of goes to those places. And, um, when this project was going on, another name's going to pop up here that we mentioned in our first episode, um, Michael Aquino. Yeah. So he was um, a lieutenant colonel in, I think, the Army. Yeah. And during this time is when he joined the temple or uh, the Church of Satan with Anton LaVey. And so he was in charge of the... Uh, Joined. He's getting info. Yep. So he was uh, working on the um, the psychological warfare program for the army, and then he. I, I've got some more uh, stuff on him, kind of later on. Uh, there's a investigative journalist, Alex Constantine, and he stated that often actually began in 1962. And according to some uh, testimony to the church committee, uh, this Dr. Martin T. Orn indicated that uh, the CIA was involved in the creation of a bunch of cults. Huh. Weird. So um, two of them that were named was, were the Finders Cult and then Jonestown. and uh, Which makes perfect sense because Jonestown was out of the San Francisco Bay Area, mm -hmm. right? I think so. Yeah. Um, and then they ended up moving their studies to private facilities to avoid government oversight. Oh, yeah. Like Guyana. Yeah. And then, so for people that aren't aware of the finders cult, that was a child trafficking cult that um, was exposed in 1987 um, after two well-dressed men were arrested with a van full of Six poorly dressed and dirty children ages 2 to 11 years old. Um, if I remember right, some of them, like, didn't know how to talk. Yeah. Didn't yeah. have shoes. Really? Mm -hmm. yeah. Where was this at? Um, that, I can't remember. I didn't jot down it where It was here that. in the States, though. It, yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. Okay. And then they ended up doing an investigation into this that traced back to uh, D.C., they couldn't locate the mothers of any of the children, and eventually uh, the charges were dropped and the two men were released from custody. Shocker. Yeah. What was the one in the article you sent today, something about the black sorcerer? That was... That was Gottlieb. Yeah. That they, were, a, they were if, talking if, about him. If there isn't a yep. band out there called the Black Sorcerer, there you go, him. folks. Yeah. Yep. That's a badass yep. band name. Yep. Yep. So. Or the Gottliebs. <laughs> <laughs> Punk band only. Yeah. It's got the in front of it. Yeah. The something in the Gottliebs. Yeah. Gottlieb and the Black Sorcerers. Yeah. Well, damn, There can only be one Black Sorcerer. Yeah. 
He's like, you're the, you're the top of the heat. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. But that was from just being kind of fascinated by the occult stuff. Yeah. That kind of drew my attention to it and then started making me look, you know, see like all these connections with the different serial killers. Mm-hmm. Like I'd listened to chaos over the last week or something. And, um, towards the end of that book, uh, Tom O'Neill was talking about a, um, an airman that was arrested in California for, uh, killing a seven year old, I think. Um, the and, one that was outside the bar. Yeah. Yeah. She and, was young. Yeah. She was definitely young. Um, kind of weird circumstances. Like, yeah. Just sitting in the car while the parents are inside drinking and some dude comes up and snatches her out of the car and kills her. Yeah. But he ended up being executed when he was 33. Hmm. Um, the, uh, God, what was the other one I was just talking about? Um, uh, it was, uh, the dude. Oh, the, uh, the guy that they found dead in the hotel. Yeah, uh, cl- um, the shotgun suicide guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rented the hotel for 33 days. Yeah, yeah. And then they found him. Yep. Like, and he was connected to the Manson family, and they have the connections to the MK Ultra stuff through Manson. Mm-hmm. This airman, he was, you know, at the air base right there where that stuff was going on, and... And that's why I've always thought that the Zodiac killer was um, was a MK Ultra mm-hmm. experiment or something like that because there's too many connections to the to the Air Force there, the Wing Walker boot prints, and mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it. We'll go into that further, but yeah. it's too ironic. And then with all the symbolism behind the Zodiac killer itself, with mm-hmm. the Zodiac and the signs, it's just like. And goes his, right back to the occult. His uh, writing stuff. Yeah. With all the, what the hell was that called? His cipher. Or oh yeah the the um, the code cipher thing. Yeah. Yeah. The unbreakable one. Mm-hmm. Which quote unbreakable. Yeah. And the only people that that use those like in at that time would be military intelligence type of people. Mm-hmm. You know. So, or kids trying to get the toy at the bottom of a cereal box. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> Can't just stick your arm in there. No. You have to decipher the code, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. God. Jeez. I just stuck my hand down the thing. <laughs> down the side, and then I'd get the toy out. Mm-hmm. Steal it from my brothers. An aristocrat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, did you have anything else on that? Uh, I was just going to kind of touch on, oh, shit, I had that stuff written down right here. Um, so Aquino, Michael Aquino, um, he ended up having a falling out with um, Anton LaVey, and he broke off and started the Temple of Set. And he was also the guy that got uh, the U.S. military to recognize Satanism as a uh, actual religion in the military. So, um, that was pretty, 
pretty wild. And with his background in the uh, psychological warfare th- yeah. stuff, it's just just really weird that he would be that he, that he wouldn't be involved in this program. Yeah, and remember, I remember there being something with his him and his wife. There was allegations about them being involved in like a child trafficking type of situation as well. I wouldn't doubt it. There was guys just looking at him like, yeah, fucking dude's a creep. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah. He just got that look. Yep. Eight year olds, dude. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect. You said it, man. (laughs) Um, yeah, what the so one of the main things that came out of the Edgewood um, Arsenal experiments was a um, <clears throat> substance called EA three one six four, and this was one of the offshoots of of BZ. And um, just going to read you the Wikipedia, so this is totally true. <laughs> um, but it says that it's a potent, long lasting. Uh, deliriant drug totally doesn't look shady at all. Yeah. What? Like you know, I like his eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, they they totally have the hooks. Yeah. Nefarious. They yeah. are nefarious. He eyebrows. needed to trim his eyebrows. Yes. But yeah, he's yeah. definitely got a pedophile look to him. Yep. <laughs> he kind of looks like the like a cross between um, an elf. And the Grinch a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's an interesting looking fella. Yep. Hmm. Weirdo. Fucking weirdo. Um, so EA3164, potent, long-lasting, deliriant drug related to chemical warfare agent three, which was QNB. And that's, I can't really even pronounce it. I'm not even try to pronounce the first Nuclear. 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 <laughs> Nuclear. <laughs> Nuclear. Now I can't even figure out how to say it. <laughs> um, but this is a uh, benzylate, and that it was developed under the contract uh, to Ed- Edgewood Arsenal in the si- Edgewood Arsenal in the '60s as part of the U.S. military chemical warfare program and a weapons program in an attempt to develop non-lethal incapacitating agents. And they talked about the effects of QNB, so three one six four being more potent and longer lasting with effective dose when administered by injection. Um, they were saying as little as 2.5 um, kg, so 0.2 milligrams for an 80 kilogram person would <laughs> would uh, create a duration of effect of 120 to 240 hours. Jesus. That's five to 10 days, folks. Fuck yeah. Tripping, tripping balls for five <laughs> to ten days on a, um, not even a barbiturate. Better be taking vacation days. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they were talking about this being one of the biggest chemicals that came out of that. But, you know, what scared me the most about watching that, that show and just everything about Often and what everything that was going on in the Edgewood, because they went out to Dugway, they came out to Dugway, proving ground in Salt Lake, outside of Salt Lake, at some point during their experiments. 
and they were working on using vaporized or aerosolized uh, like delivery for BZ and this um, EA thirty one sixty four. So the um, you know psychosis agent. So they were using it like gas, and they were like trying to drift it with the natural wind patterns and stuff. So they were letting it, they were delivering it from one location and then using the the air to drift it down range. And that's where they're putting all their test subjects. And they were making them in the videos are like driving the trucks forward and backwards to make sure that they're like right in the thick of this shit. <laughs> and then they were, you know, breathing it in and then they would go scoop them up and then, you know, walk them around for, 10 hours and figure out you know how effective the stuff was in an aerosolized delivery and they were doing the same thing with lsd and i started thinking about how fucking scary that is like when you look at the chemtrails we talk about the chemtrail episodes we have no clue Mm -hmm. what they're actually dropping you know to help control the weather or control the climate and think about or control people but think about if you wanted to you know create masks hysteria and chaos like just drop fucking lsd on everybody mm-hmm. so everybody's frying balls and just going nuts or a psychotic agent like that where everybody's just losing their minds and going into psychosis for 105 or 120 to 240 hours another dumb reference for me but batman begins that movie they did the same thing aerosolized shit on an island and drove people fucking crazy. And was that the one with uh, Christian Bale? Mm-hmm. The first one, yeah. I haven't with seen Scarecrow that. and I haven't seen that. The same thing, aerosolized shit that gets in the air and in the water, and it drives people nuts. And people are just seeing shit and going crazy. And yeah, it made me wonder if, like, at the end of this, or you know, because we're kind of like <clears throat> building up here to this crescendo of like, you know, we're starting to get to. You know, potential food shortages, you know, fuel, economy collapse, and like all this stuff is building and building and building. And it makes me wonder if at the end of that, when they want to trigger total chaos and, and you know, shut the banks down and do all that stuff for the reset, and they want the order out of chaos, which is how the new world order comes out, order mm-hmm. out of chaos, um, makes me wonder if that's part of their program is to now start using these psychotic agents on the people so that Mm -hmm. who's to say they're not already going jesus christ yeah how fucking crazy everything is right now yeah i mean but it'll be a ramp up to yeah but you think about all these mass shooters and crazy Mm -hmm. stuff and it's like where does that come from dude Mm -hmm. yeah like where does that come from where do you just like i'm I'm doing it yeah I wish everybody could have seen the look on your face because it looked like that sort of yeah, doing it. Yeah, just like all of a sudden, man, just like a snap of a finger, and these people are just I don't know, off to the races. Yep. So, um, but anyway, so also out of Edgewood, another reference back to some of the stuff that we've talked about was the Operation Paperclip uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dr. James Ketchum was the main researcher, and if you watch that documentary, you'll you'll see him, and he talks about, and you know, they interview him, and he's 
quite older and obviously on like a lot of pills because <laughs> his eyeballs, those pupils are like pin points, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. uh, you're on something, dude. <laughs> so they interview him and he, he's, he ended up dying. I think at some point after they did these interviews with him, but, um, you know, he was a military, um, doctor and, um, they brought up to eight Nazi scientists over to work on this project, two in particular. And uh, they named them in this clip we're about to play. It's uh, Otto Ambrose and Fritz Hoffman. So I'm just going to cue this up if you guys don't mind. Yeah. We'll cue this up. This is a audio uh, clip from <clears throat> the Edgewood Experiments, Dr. Delirium and the Edgewood Experiments. In 1945, President Truman receives a memo from the Commerce Secretary, which essentially says that the United States will be bringing outstanding German scientists to, quote, advance the frontiers of scientific knowledge for national benefit. And what this was, was Project Paperclip. Between 1945 and 1959, the United States brought in untold Amateurs. numbers of <laughs> scientists from Germany, many of them Nazis. Wait, so this was after the Nuremberg trials? Right, and in fact, some of the scientists went through Nuremberg and were released early to come to the United States. That's nice. I yeah. mean, it's sickening. I have a memorandum here where they're referring to Nazi war criminals as German talent. They gave these people visas. Thank you, HR And department. I've read that at least <laughs> eight Nazi scientists were at Edgewood, and two of them were Otto Ambrose and Fritz Hoffmann. These were two of Hitler's favorite chemists in Nazi Germany. Uh, mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> mic drop. I don't Do know. the outro. Yep. I don't know what else to say. It's... Uh, I remember talking about Paperclip a couple years ago, and people were thinking... You're crazy, man. I like you, but you're crazy. <laughs> um, and now it's just like everybody's it's talking about it now, yeah, man, dude. It's, it's in movies and shit like that. Yeah. It's like shit you were telling people years ago. Like, yeah, whatever. But yeah. now they inch it into just pop culture and be like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it must be fake then because yeah. it's in a movie. Like, no, it wasn't fake. It's real. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Kind of, yeah, kind of makes you wonder if that shit was all fake, and this stuff is a uh, like part of the psychological warfare. What? <laughs> In my case, yeah, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> like maybe none of this shit was is real it's just all part of the psychological warfare like all those videos were made up of them trying to climb the obstacle course all high on benzo (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i'm sure they did those tests yeah you know yeah just like who knows what you know is the real story that's why we're here it it's (laughs) still i mean i think about i mean like we talked about offline, everything now that I see, I'm just kind of like, yeah, 
question. Yeah, I don't know. I got to I got to actually see it in person. I know the enforcer's uncle said to me once, "Don't believe anything you see and only half of what you, or don't believe anything you hear and only half of what you see." Good advice. Yeah. yeah. Makes total sense. But it just makes me wonder. I'm with you. It's seems like every everything that comes out you know mm-hmm. just to keep everybody confused and nobody knows yeah yeah. yeah yeah like literally this week on my apple feed the news feed and i don't really you know i mean i'll f- flip over and look at some of this stuff but i would say four out of the five top headlines january 6th january 6th, january 6th everything trump this you know ivanka trump that and blah 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 it's just everything is about this dude still mm-hmm. it was like mm-hmm. he hasn't been the president for like almost two years dude and we're still he's the main focus mm-hmm. gotta shift it away from the bullshit yeah. going on yeah what's the left hand doing you know when mm-hmm. the right hand's keeping you busy so yeah <laughs> operation midnight climax <laughs> <laughs> Operation Midnight Climax and the Perverts. That's a band name. Somebody out there, make it. Um, yeah. Speaking of the Nuremberg Code, though, I didn't know this, and I started kind of reading it last night. It's not even a law. It's not international law. It's a code of ethics. Hmm. So you don't have yeah. to follow it. There's ten. There's ten parts to it. And it just is, you know, it said that it's not, it's not actually an international law. It's not signed to a law. It's, it's more of like a code of ethics, like the Hippocratic Oath. The ethics of business okay. can be summarized <laughs> in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems like even the Hippocratic Oath, because I was looking at the Hippocratic Oath for doctors, like do no, first do no harm. And that's not even a law. Mm. It's just like, like a, a, well, try yeah. not to, but if you have to, go for it. That's yeah. fine. Unless you work for the CIA, then go right ahead. Yeah. Do what you got. And the way that the the Nuremberg Code was written, you know, the first one is like, yeah, you have to get the, the subjects, you know, informed consent, consent, informed consent, all that stuff. It's the biggest code out of all. It's the biggest one out of all 10. Before or after you dose them with something yeah exactly and then i liked i think it was like nine or ten it was something like you know the the experimenter had to be willing to basically be experimented on as well i'm like yeah good luck yeah yeah sydney glabley i'm sure it was you know lining up to yeah do me next me 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 me. let's do it at the same time let's do it at the same time dude let's do it at the same time let's go to those hotels in new york and hang out yeah. So it's just nothing. You don't have to. You don't have to follow it strictly. It's just a meh. Okay, if you wanna. Do you remember hearing, like, I th- maybe this was just like a high school thing, but I remember hearing when people would talk about acid or LSD, and they'd be like, "Yeah, it was made. It was made to make super soldiers." Did you guys ever hear that? That it was like designed to like. That was part of the reason for it was to, they were looking for a way to make a super soldier. I had 
I hadn't heard that. Oh. <laughs> Not until like MK Ultra stuff. But did you come across that though in in your research? Just in a couple of places where people, you know, putting out their like uh opinions on it yeah because when i watched it or when i watched those videos i'm like dude that is they're going the exact like opposite way of making a super soldier because these guys can't do anything (laughs) when they're on acid like these dudes are just like wandering around they're like reaching down to somersaults yeah trying to pick up (laughs) things that aren't there and they've got their handler there like trying to hold them upright and trust me he's a he's a super soldier yeah (laughs) It's like better Force. Guys better be scared. He's like a Delta Force SEAL Team Six. <laughs> you know, it's like they showed this clip of this dude on Benzo or on BZ, and he's standing in between these two, like uh, little obstacles that you would just kind of like jump over, like a short little fence thing. And he's like keeps running into it, like he can't figure out how to walk around it or go under, it, and he just can't figure it out. And then the one guy that's like trying to get out of the dude that killed himself later on he's like trying to get out of the room and he's just staring at the lock oh yeah the locked door he's like he just like reaches out just kind of touches the lock (laughs) with his finger like pokes at it and then tries to wiggle the handle he's like we're trapped we're trapped in here (laughs) couldn't figure out how to open the door it was like unlocked and he just couldn't figure out how to get out that was the advent of those escape room things they have oh yeah that's what they probably do is they probably here drink this water drink this kool-aid before you go in go on in there and it's a fun time for refreshments yeah before you go have a good time yeah we have brownies and punch (laughs) People are like Ooh. the walls are dripping. The walls are dripping. <laughs> the big purple monster. It's the shining. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, dude. So I don't see how people would ever even. That's not even an argument. I think that you could even make that LSD was created to make super soldiers. Nah. And even they said that they were trying to come up with ways to incapac- incapacitate enemy soldiers, mm-hmm. which looks like it did a damn good job. My yeah. question is. Why have they never used this shit Mm -hmm. other than here? Have they ever used this in real warfare? Because I don't remember hearing any of the cool podcasts from any of these guys coming out from Afghanistan and Iraq being like, yeah, man, we threw a, we we dropped a J-dam that was full of acid. (laughs) And then there was all these Taliban running around frying balls. Maybe it did happen. Maybe. Just never made the news. T.S. Yeah. Like with that uh the gulf war when the was it the iraq army or whatever like all just like took off oh yeah that's right they went the other way yeah maybe uh, yeah. maybe that's it was used then yeah one of the scariest things that came out of edgewood and then also it it came up in uh midnight climax Um, was that the agency was trying to come up with a drug that would be able to like you'd be able to transfer with touch like a a handshake and then it would like take a dude out instantly and that's like that's why I don't shake hands (laughs) (laughs) ain't gonna do it wouldn't be pretty yeah even with the old elbow tap could be on there. Obama, Biden, elbow tap. Yeah. Obama, Obama, 
Obama, oh, oh, Obama. The berry, berry <laughs> tap. Yeah, wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. <laughs> now again, there. Now again, there. Is that Ross Perot or is that Bush? Bush. Bush. The Dana Carvey version. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ross Perot was more. <laughs> Dude, Ross Perot's ears were so big, he probably could hear everything that was going on on the moon. <laughs> he- oh, hold on. Something's coming in. <laughs> NASA's talking now, to us. Now, now shut up, okay? Now shut up. You probably just heard that. Like, probably. Take two of those guys. They said my name. It's trademarked. Uh, can you trademark a name? Uh, I think Skinwalker Ranch did. Skinwalker. Skinflute Ranch? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, come on, can't you change the name? Skinwalker. Yeah. Gosh, every time I hear that, I'm just pervert. A little pervy. <laughs> pervy. A little pervy. A little midnight climaxy. Skinwalker. <laughs> midnight climax. Like, that one was so easy to figure out. It, come on, guys. You got to do something better than that. It's yeah. midnight and we're climaxing. Yeah, yeah you got to do something like to hide it a little bit better. Like, I don't know. You know what climax means? <laughs> huh? Get it? Yeah. Huh? Like they could have done like Operation One Fist and nobody would have known. <laughs> Operation Left Hand and they're like, oh, what is this left hand thing? Nobody uses their left hand. <laughs> the stra- Operation Stranger. Be. Operation Stranger. There we go. <laughs> hey, watch out, dude. Your short cord. You're about to rip the pod thing off sorry operation stranger <laughs> operation steel tank yeah <laughs> yeah oh man bringing peter steel back around yeah. folks peter steel um shoot i was gonna say something that's probably where was. those pictures came from his playboy or playgirl spread Probably from his MK Ultra, <laughs> from Operation Stranger. <laughs> oh, Perfect Strangers. That's what I was thinking of. Balky Bartacomos? Yeah, that's probably where they got that <laughs> hey, name. Hey, 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 Colson Laddie? <laughs> Sorry. People have no idea. People have no idea. Good TV. Standing tall on the wings of my dreams. <laughs> anyway, we've uh, definitely gone off the rails here. Just, yeah, crazy we took train. a high and right. Fucking crazy We went train. maverick. <laughs> That was yes, yeah. man. You can, you got the. Let's get some stimulants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do have a story about Val Kilmer. Should I tell it? Yeah. Fuck yeah. We've already gone off the rails. Might as well. Yeah. <laughs> and Might besides, well. we'll just tie it around. And he's popular again yeah. right now. We think he was probably part of MK Ultra anyway. He yeah. Came out of Midnight Climax or something. <laughs> but um, so back in the day. 2001 2002 i was working at a sports pub here in town and i worked with a girl that went on a date with val kilmer because he lived here at a house he had a house here yep down on harrison boulevard the one with the uh lions in front of it there's two with lions his was the one with the smaller lions um he was living here and i think at the time i was told that he was 
originally somebody had said that he was <clears throat> studying with some like high level Scientology dude that lived in the foothills. Oh. But he grew up Christian scientist, so I think it was probably more likely that it was a guy in that vein, not the Scientology vein. Um, so he was here coming in quite frequently. He had bought a house down in the north end, uh, historic north end in Boise. And um, he was going through Starbucks down on Broadway across from the university quite a bit. And the girl that I was dating at the time was working there. And so she ran into him a lot and said he was a super weirdo and <laughs> would back in the drive through. Have you ever been to that Starbucks? It's like it used to be a long time ago. I think it was a Taco Bell or something like that. Because it's got like a uh, a roof on it that's like tiled and looks like a, a small Taco Bell type of like the old like old eighties yeah exactly so it's like a really hard like when you go through this drive through it's a real hard turn like a left turn and it goes along an alleyway so backing in that thing would be really freaking hard I don't know how you do it he must have been good um, so and then he would go to the, the the candy shop down in Hyde Park all the time. And then that's where he met this girl, took her on a, took her on a date. And like I said, I happened to know her cause I worked with her and, um, she said that she'd gone out on this date with Val Kilmer and I was like, what? You're a liar. <laughs> and then she's like, no, really? Like, check it out. Like, here's his phone number. And this was back when you had just like the flip phones. So she like flipped open the phone, phone number. I was like, hmm, weird. And then, uh, she I can't remember if she told me stories that he said that he wanted. Like, let's go get some stimulants. Let's find some stimulants. And he <laughs> had taken. Good. That sounded just like. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> um, he had taken her to the Shakespeare Festival, and then afterwards was like, they went to Albertsons to get some, some wine or something like that. And he's like, let's pretend that we're together and let's have a fight. And she was just like, <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> That's weird. And then afterwards, he was like. Let's get some stimulants. Let's get stimulants. And then I was just like, oh, that's sound, he sounds like a you know total weirdo, whatever. And then that girl that I was dating at the time, we were leaving a movie, and she turned on her phone, and there was a voice message from Val Kilmer. And I was like, she's like, I just got a voice message from Val Kilmer. I was like, what? <laughs> Let me listen to it. And he was like trying to get a hold of that girl, and he was like had gotten her phone numbers through some weird grapevine thing and was looking for that girl and it was really strange he was like hey, this is val jellyman val like, <laughs> like what it was strange so that's my val kilmer stimulant story i always remember that i need to get some stimulus <laughs> get some stimulants i didn't even remember it until you said that a couple weeks ago and i was like oh yeah that was like 20 years ago. I forgot that that really happened. Yeah. I'll never forget that strike. What the fuck? It's weird. <laughs> yeah, super weird. Well, and just the whole, let's go to let's go to Albertsons and let's get in a fight. Let's pretend we're in a fight. <laughs> what? <laughs> how about we not and say we did? My dad used to say that to me. And, let's and, not and say we did. And how did those stimulants work out for him? He can't even speak now. Oh, too soon. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Too soon. <laughs> uh, sorry. Anyway, so yeah, brutes magoots there. That's my Falconer story. So, anyway, awesome. you got anything else on the old Edward just really. Edgewood stuff? Nope. Hmm. What's there's 
there's a lot of st- or often i mean sorry a lot of stuff out there but it's hard to tell what's you know really credible and what's not so by design <clears throat> yeah yeah oh and then with them you know destroying all the Dude. documents and everything it's 138 boxes yeah we are 138 we are maybe that's what that song's about I'd actually read a thing that that song, this is a Misfits song called one, We Are 138. Um, is it We Are 138 or is it 138? Doesn't matter. That's what they say. Anyway, that's the whole lyrics. <laughs> but I'd read a thing where he was. it was actually about the SS or something like that. Mm. There was like this whole tie-in thing. I'll have to reread that thing that this dude wrote on Reddit. It was a pretty interesting breakdown, but 138 boxes of documentation. Dudes just burn it all, get rid of it all. Sure. There's no way that they got rid of it all, I don't think. They probably had... It's probably in some fucking Indiana Jones vault. Well, back then, they they probably had... snakes all over the floor. Yeah. Get it. Back then, they probably had computers like the size of our cell phones that were... That we didn't get until way way later on in life and like true we have it's probably on a zip yeah drive. we burned it but we have all the info it's fine yeah they got yeah, a zip yeah. drive somewhere yeah i don't know uh the other thing that uh i forgot to bring up is that <clears throat> edgewood arsenal is in maryland so where these experiments took place was in maryland which is really close to fort dietrich which is mm. also where all the bio it's almost like Edgewood was the chemical lab, and then Dietrich was the bio lab, mm-hmm. um, and that's where <clears throat> the science. That's where he works. <laughs> yeah, or worked. That was a good one. Yeah, it was. Even the face <laughs> sold it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I need to get some glasses and pull my ears. Up. Uh, the science. Uh. Um, but anyway, so Dietrich. And Edgewood Arsenal, super, you know, obviously Maryland's not a huge state in West Coast standards. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, you know, the size something of Twin Falls mm-hmm. or something like that. But um, when I was watching that documentary, if you see, there's a couple clips where they show um, it's either Ambrose or uh, Fritz Hoffman. But they're turning around and they're like giving the circle sign with their finger, like trying to tell them like, you know, they've got this, they've got a candidate or a test subject face first in this thing. And they're, you know, giving him, they're making him breathe benzo or something like that. And he's telling them how much to put up and down. And if you look at the back of the test subjects, uh, scrubs that he's wearing, it's stamped Dietrich. <laughs> Weird. And, it, and they tried to say, Oh no, no, they're not related. Yeah. Really? And that was huh. like the two big places where the paperclip guys went yeah Dietrich that and Dietrich Arsenal. Arsenal and then um Los Alamos Los Alamos yeah yeah so they had bad post-production people there yeah probably it's just like uh an independence day when they go off and Jeff Goldblum kicks this garbage can over and it flips over and it says art department on the bottom <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> that's awesome Dietrich, oh, yeah, uh, oops, sorry. <laughs> no, no, that says uh, Dartmouth. 
<laughs> and they could probably do that. Yeah, these are not the droids you're looking yeah. for right over somebody's face. They'd be like, yeah, that, that doesn't say it's Dietrich. Yeah. Yeah. Conspiracy theorists, you're crazy. Tinfoil hatter. Have you guys watched E.T.? Like they took all the <clears throat> guns out of huh? out of it. Really? Like at and the it, end? Yeah. And when they the, were coming with the, the tent? All the dudes have walkie-talkies. What? How is that even possible? I don't know. George Lucas. No fucking Quintana, man. That creep can roll. That <laughs> creep can roll, man. There's a South Park episode where they make fun of that. And the FBI is, like, holding walkie-talkies on, like, Stan and Cartman and stuff and threatening him with them. Huh. Dude, that's weird. I haven't yeah. watched E.T. in forever. I haven't either, but... Well, then how the hell do you know about this? I've heard about it. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Heard about it and then saw that South Park. <laughs> and I kept meaning to watch I'm it again. rent it. <laughs> Can you imagine being... I did. Not your age, but your age. <laughs> <laughs> Can I rent E.T.? <laughs> I gotta rent this bitch. I... D- I did watch it a couple of years ago, but I wasn't. I, it was before I. Okay, uh, that, so. I mean, I didn't I, I, tell. I mean, uh, I wasn't uh, interested. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't cry at the end. <laughs> e- t- 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 <laughs> the last time I watched it was on the coast with the Ugh. with your kids when we were all there. Um, it was the last time. That was like ten years watched. ago. We watched it then. Uh-huh. You're probably high on Benzo. You didn't even know. On BZ. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> you got aerosolized spray, like somebody like going to spray some Bianca or whatever. They're not, they got you with the Benzo. Yep. Luke whips out a hatchet and starts killing <laughs> yeah. us right now. <laughs> what the hell, Shit. man? He's activated. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a goof. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, I mean, I think that there's some serious connections to all of this drug program and then like i said going into the cult stuff in the 60s and everything that we'll get into probably next week mm-hmm. um the connections in laurel canyon and it's it's just ridiculous mm-hmm. the music scene all yeah. that shit it's yeah it's bizarre yeah it's too much so i think that those will be good ones to tune in on if uh you haven't stopped listening after this episode. <laughs> Stimulants, what? I'm out. <laughs> Too much to live. Too much to live. <laughs> All right. Any last words before we wrap it up? Uh, there once was a man from Nantucket. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's probably heard that. Uh, shout out to uh, Lisa in uh, the great Midwest for sending me some info some stuff that we're going to look into she's uh hit me up on the email and then send some stuff so what's up and uh we will definitely look into that stuff and hopefully once we get done wrapped up with the mk series we can start looking at some of that stuff she had some conspiracy stuff stuff about the california um uh climate and things Mm. like that pretty interesting and and how can people do that so people can hit us up on email through info.coindocpro at yahoo.com. If you want to reach out, say what's up, drop us a line, or send us something that you think that we should cover. Um, other than that, 
thanks for listening like share subscribe all that stuff if you can and uh, if you got time and can drop a you know review we'd appreciate it yeah other than that we will catch y'all next week happy 616 everybody Ooh. ooh later